3: Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
4: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK systems, sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network.
5: All right, welcome to the South Point Sportsbook on a Saturday night. Matt Eumanns with Scott Spreitzer. Scott, great to see you back in studio here at VSEN. It's
6: good to be here, man. It's been a while. I think the last time I did a show on VSEN in person was down at the South Point and uh, been doing a lot of gas, guest spots on guys' shows and all that. But uh, good to be here, man. What a, This joint is packed. You oh, see what's going man. on behind us? I mean, this is, this is beyond uh, what I expected to see down here. I knew it was going to be packed, but we're talking like standing room
5: only down here. It's great. <laughs> Derek Stevens right behind us in the VIP box up here. And uh, we got a bunch of uh, great college football action tonight. But Scott, we're five days away from the NFL season kicking off on Thursday night with the Bills and the Rams, the uh, Super Bowl champs from last season against the Super Bowl favorites from this season, of this season. And uh, the Bills favored on the road two and a half points, a total of uh, 52 and a half right now at Circus Sports. We're gonna talk about week one and break it down a little bit here because this is unique. You've been around a long time. I have too. <laughs> I can't remember the last time there's been ten home dogs in week one of the NFL season. Yeah. Ten it's crazy. home underdogs.
6: It's crazy. And as you mentioned, they kick things off with that situation on Thursday night when you look at you know the Rams being a two and a half point dog, which, you know, part of that I'm sure had to do with Matthew Stafford's elbow issue that they were talking mm-hmm. about. A while back. You know, Matt, when I look at that game and I look at Matthew Stafford where the line has moved, I'm not so I'm not so concerned with his elbow bothering him early in the season. And it looks like he's doing okay. We've heard, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people talking about the fact that he's been throwing okay. But I'm a little bit more concerned about Stafford, what he's going to be like down the line. You know, this is one of those things that might flare up on him as he gets deeper in the season, takes a beating or two. But, uh, you know, at that price, I'm in at him, And so, it's kind of funny. I'm a little bit different in my handicapping than a lot of people I see. And I know some people follow this this kind of belief also. But when I see a home dog at two and a half rather than three, I tend to look at that home dog a little bit harder. You know, rather than, than it, which sounds kind of, uh, I guess it's counterintuitive. Folks are waiting for the three. But that's what I kind of tend to do. I see two and a half and I'm thinking I think that's the right side. So as of right now, that's what I'm looking at doing is back of the Rams. And, and I haven't done it yet. But uh, I don't really buy into Matthew Stafford not being ready to
5: go out of the, out of the blocks. No, I'm with you on that, too. I, I was saying the same thing this past week. All right, do you think that number is going to hit three at some point uh, before kickoff on Thursday? I was talking about this on last night's show. I like the Rams in this spot. But if a three flashes, I'm going to wait to see if a three flashes before the game on Thursday. If it does, I'll take the Rams for sure. I'll probably still yeah. play them at plus two and a half. Do you think we're going to see a couple threes pop up somewhere?
6: I think if the public has anything to do with it with the amount of tickets that'll come in, then it might get to three. But uh, that, and that's what I'm doing, Matt. I, if you like the Rams, there's no reason to not wait. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to jump on it now. So that's what I'll be doing is I'll be looking to you know, see if I can get the three. I haven't jumped in yet. And if I can get it, I'll pounce. If not, I'll be fine taking the Rams anyway. And it might be one of those deals where I do sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if I'm going to take two and a half, two or three, then you know obviously I've got to i got to believe that my team is going to win the game outright, and I do think the Rams will do that, just the way I handicapped the game without getting into too many details. But, yeah, I think the right thing to do is wait for three. If you like the Rams, obviously, if you like the Buffalo Bills, you jump in now. I just happen to like the dog in this particular game.
5: I do, too. So uh, we're going to play a little game here with the uh, 10 home dogs in week one. Play or pass. (laughs) And, um, Scott, this is going to kick off our NFL preview show tonight. Uh, We're both going to play on the Rams. Uh, I'll throw the second dog at you. How about the Falcons as five-and-a-half-point dogs to the Saints? Play or pass? Okay, I'm going to say –
6: can I say lean? Do I have to say pass or play? (laughs) It's play or pass. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I'm going to pass, and I'll leave it at that. No, I I do have a lead towards the Falcons here. I'm just bothered by the fact that they were, you know, so – they just had a really rough time in the trenches, obviously, Mm -hmm. last year, and they lose a great quarterback who's, you know – being brought in by the Indianapolis Colts. He's a temporary fix. And, and what I mean by that is he's going to be there for a couple of seasons, uh, but having to replace him, the fact that they lose Ridley for the 2022 or to start the 22 campaign certainly doesn't help. And because of that, they had to go out and they had to draft Drake London, who's not a bad draft pick, but they could have done other things with that draft pick, but they had to do it because they're short on skill position players. Having said that, I thought five and a half was just a little too tall which is why I can't back the Saints, and I'm going to end up passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look at this Falcons offense, and I see a guy like Marcus Mariota, quarterbacking this team, Matt. He's got 30 more passes than you and I the last two years in the NFL. That's yeah. it. So I, I just don't trust him
5: enough, so I have to say pass. I'm going to pass on the Falcons as well, and uh, I do have a bet on the Saints to win the NFC South. I, I like this team a lot, but I'm not going to lay the points on the road. I'm a home dog player, yeah. not a road favorite player. How about the Bears plus seven? at Soldier Field against the uh, 49ers. And I was talking about this on last night's show, Scott. Bookmakers are probably going to see the 49ers on about 75% of the yeah. teaser tickets that come in this week.
6: Yeah, I might be one of those, but I'm saying as far as this game is concerned, again, I don't like laying a full touchdown on an extra point on the road, even though it's San Francisco against the Chicago Bears. And, I, and I'm going to tell you about the Bears in a little bit when we talk about some over-unders. I do believe, like most people, that this is one of the bottom feeders of the league this year. You know, the Bears are basically waiting for the offseason, see if they can get Justin Fields coached up a little bit, see if he can make some improvements, and then go out with all that cap space and build around them. But they're kind of almost throwing in the towel, so to speak, uh, this particular season, as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned. But I don't yet trust San Francisco enough to go out and lay a full seven on the road. I think they're going to have a very good season, possibly win the West. But the bottom line is, is that until I see Trey Lance get some reps, get a couple of games under his belt, I can't say uh, see laying this many points on the road with San Francisco. But again, it's a pass, but it's an ever-so-slight lean, believe it or
5: not, on the Chicago Bears, even though I think they're in trouble this year. We're on the same page there. I'm going to pass, but I reserve the right to change my mind by next weekend because I might end up (laughs) on the Bears. I hate to say it, but there's going to be so much public play on the Niners, I'm actually thinking the Bears might be the side. in this. I I was just going to say, that's the best caveat of today's show. I reserve the right to change my (laughs) mind between now and the weekend. All right, I've been talking about the Eagles since May. I said uh, one of my sleeper teams in the NFC, and a lot of people don't like Jalen Hurts, but he's got so many weapons around him. Uh, this could be a breakout year. It's it's a boomer bust year for Jalen Hurts. Anyway, the Eagles on the road as four-point favorites against the Lions. Are you going to play or pass on Detroit?
6: I'm going to pass Detroit. Gosh, I think they're getting a little bit too much attention right now, positive attention in this team, and and I am going to pass on Detroit. I, I've i got a feeling that I might end up coming in on the Eagles. I'm a big pro Eagles guy this year. And I think that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win that particular division. And I think, you know, they'll be able to do it by a couple of games over, for instance, the Dallas Cowboys, maybe Washington sneaks up on Dallas. But in this particular game, you're looking at a Lions team that, you know, they're bad in the trenches on both sides of the football. Uh, they're, I should say, they're not really bad as they were last year. They're a little bit better, but they're not up to Philly's level as far as the play in the trenches on mm-hmm. both offense and defense. And I think eventually that's going to wear the lions down a little bit. So, Pass for now, a lean on the Eagles in week one. I think four is fair if you
5: like, Philly. Okay, I'm going to pass on the Lions as well. How about the Jets as seven-point home dogs to the uh, kings of the preseason, the Baltimore Uh, Ravens? I love when teams go out and try to
6: actually win games in preseason play. I really do. We saw Belichick do it for years uh, when they were having their Super Bowl run and when when Brady was there. So I like what John Harbaugh does. Plus, you know, when you get on a nice little run like that with a team like Baltimore, you continue to play – them in preseason until they beat you a couple of the times. Now they beat us last week, finally uh, winning the game outright, but losing against the spread. But you've got a Ravens defense that is likely going to face Flacco. All right, listen, I right. know these young receivers are talking up Flacco right now. And they're, they're, they're talking about, man, that soft touch that he's got, that veteran leadership, throwing the football. And they love being able to catch the pass rather than ca- catch it with their chest, but with their hands. And they've mentioned that quite a bit. The problem is he can't move. And I really think Baltimore gets after him. So if I do anything at all with this game, it is going to be a play on Baltimore, tease Baltimore. Like mm-hmm. you said, we know there's going to be some massive teaser play going on with San Francisco and Baltimore, uh, but I can't I can't back the Jets. It's got to be a pass on the home dog.
5: Yeah, the Ravens are going to be really popular on teasers, and I can't blame people. I'm going to pass on Broadway Joe Flacco. <laughs> I don't like to bet on Joe Flacco. All right, we got uh, one more. We'll hit it here before the break. You know, last year I said Mac Jones was uh, the best of the rookie mm-hmm. quarterbacks. You can make a strong argument that Davis Mills was I'm the like second best of the rookie quarterbacks. And the Texans are eight-point home dogs to the Colts. Play or pass on Houston?
6: I'm going to likely play the Houston Texans mm-hmm. by the time next weekend rolls around. And, and I'm a Colts fan this year, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But you mentioned it, man. You got Davis Mills. I thought he was really flying under the radar you know, when he came into the NFL. And I like this kid. I think he's got a real nice uh, attitude when he's on the field. He doesn't get flustered at all when things start to break down. And that's what I like about a young quarterback, and he's certainly that. They can also – no, they can run the football. you got the kid out of Florida. You've got uh, Cooks. I think that is, helps Davis Mills. They're going to have to have that offensive line protecting him. But eight sure is a big spot on the road in the NFL, and I think Houston is likely to be a play for me this coming week.
5: I think I'm going to be on the Texans too. Yeah. I remember two years ago when the Colts opened the season on the road to Jacksonville and in the Survivor Contest, everybody was playing the Colts, yeah. and they got upset <laughs> by the Jaguars. Yep. I'm not going to be surprised if the Colts lose this game to the Texans. I think a lot of people are sleeping – on the improvement that we're going to see out of, out of this Houston team this year. I agree.
6: I mean, I, it's a situation where I like the Colts as far as season long is do concerned, too. but I not in too. this spot. And I think it might take a little bit of time against an underrated opponent, against an underrated signal caller uh, for this Indianapolis Colts team to get it going. I think they're going to end up winning the of the football game, but I think it's probably going to be decided by a field goal to six points, Matt.
5: I've got a uh, Super Bowl ticket on the Colts, at 25 to 1. So I do like okay. them in the big picture, but that doesn't really mean anything when you're talking about week one. That's a sure. different animal. And Scott, in week one, there's so much public play on these games. If, if you talk to bookmakers, they'll say the week one handle might be the biggest of the hmm. 18 weeks all season. Right? So, and that
6: Thursday night game, yeah, that's going to be right. maybe the biggest bet game of all time, tickets-wise, combined with who's playing along with the amount of legalized betting that's going on now in the States.
5: So. And when you're talking about a handle that big, what do you usually get? You usually get play on the favorites, right?
6: Exactly. That's what I was saying with that Thursday
5: night game. Wait if you like the underdog there maybe get that three, but uh, absolutely. All right, 10 home underdogs in NFL Week 1. That's Scott Spreitzer. We're going to take a quick break here. This is a three-hour NFL preview show tonight, so stay tuned. We'll come back. Uh, talk more about NFL Week 1 in detail. The Circa Friday Football Invitational. Derek Stevens was in studio with me last night as we announced it, and we'll get into some more details if you missed it next here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: Welcome back. This segment of Sunday Bet Prep was presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands or isn't. One right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen is there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. All right, back here on our NFL preview show, Matt Humans and Scott Spritzer. And uh, Scott, did you get that uh, Wi-Fi hooked up yet?
6: We're almost there. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> A <laughs> 55, man. What do you want? I'm technically challenged. Call your right? daughter. Comes she to can the help you. She's in Reno right now, probably not at the football game, but would be enjoying it if she was. But, uh,
5: yeah, I got to give her a call again because I think she changed the password on me before she left for school. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter, at Scott Wins. And uh, we're going to continue the NFL preview show tonight. But first, we're going to talk about the Circa Friday Football Invitational. And, Scott, I invited you to be in this contest, and you respectfully declined. Now, I asked Dave Coken <laughs> last night because Dave was going to be part of the contest, too, and it, it becomes a tricky thing sometimes when you're, let's, let's admit it, you're selling plays to clients right. and then you might have to give out different plays in a contest on the weekend.
6: Yeah, it's a little tough when you do have, and, and you know, Coken was in the same ball, uh, boat with me in that if you do have clients, you know, it's kind of unfair to them if they're paying for plays and then you're posting them all over the place. Mm-hmm. and. Now, for instance, I'm in the NFL Circa Contest. I'm in the contest down the road a little bit at the Westgate yep. as I get into every year. But, you know, if I was going to be advertising those plays, it's just unfair to those who have been jumping on board for many years now. And uh, unfortunately, you know, I was thinking I was going to be in the contest. And in the last second, I said, you know what, I, I better just decline. So.
5: Well, that's OK. Uh, I fully understand that. And uh, we're going to have a field of 16. Right now we have 14. So I had two more uh, handicappers commit today, but let's explain what we're going to do here every Friday night. And Derek Stevens was in studio last night with me, and uh, Mike Palm was on the phone. We, d- we detailed this and uh, explained the format. 16 handicappers compete. No entry fee required. So this is a free roll for everyone involved. A season-long contest with $25,000 in prizes. Scott, you remember the uh, Stardust Invitational back oh. in the day when I first got to town in uh, August of 2000. I would go to Stardust every Friday night, and I thought that was the greatest contest. And it was two handicappers, 16 of them in a bracket. Two guys would go head-to-head every Friday night with seven plays. I changed the format here. I like this format better. Um, and we'll talk about how the format's change a little bit, but did you ever participate in the Stardust Invitational?
6: I did. I did yeah. a couple of times and uh, went 5-2 and two one year and 5-1-1 one and one the next, and I did in advance. Really. And uh, that was the tough part about the contest mm-hmm. because you were you were going head to head with another capper that particular week. So you could go, you know, for instance, six and one if the guy you're going against went seven and oh, you're out and you could have two guys go two and five and three and four the next week in advance. So I you know that was the tough part. But I have to say, do you mind me talking about my worst beat of all time? Go ahead. I got to talk about people love that stuff. Worst beat of all time. <laughs> and I don't know if you know Benjamin Lee Eckstein, Ben Eckstein. He lives up in Boulder City. He writes a lot of articles, you know, gambling articles, and has for many, many years. Just had lunch with him last week, and every time I see this guy, which is about once every two years, he brings up Tamrick Vanover. And we're going into the final game. It's a Monday night, well, probably in the semifinals or something. Ben is sitting at 6-1. Uh, and one. I'm sitting at 5-0-1. Oh I've got the then-San Diego Chargers plus three and a half at Kansas City. They're leading all the way. The quarterback gets hurt. They bring in a backup quarterback. I'm just praying that it goes final. Uh, They're basically leading leading the entire game. They're leading by three. Casey ends up getting a field goal, goes to overtime. And with about five minutes left in the overtime period, and, you know, I'm I'm watching the game, obviously. It's a tie game. I'm getting three and a half. I'm like, hold him to a field goal. There was an Australian punter for, for the Chargers back then, and he's punting the football from midfield. Tamrick Vanover, who had maybe 10 punt returns all season and averaged about five and a half to six yards per punt return, fields it at his own 12, makes a couple of cuts. Everybody's missing tackles. I got this punt. This punter is all that's left between him and the end zone. And, you know, he's used to playing Auss- Aussie football and he whiffs. And Vanover goes 88 yards for a touchdown in overtime to beat me. The crazy thing about that, what made it a real bad beat besides the obvious, was that Tamrick Vanover became the first player in the history of the NFL at the time to decide an NFL game on an overtime special teams return or punt return. And so when you're 26, 27 years old, as I was back then, and there's 10 grand on the line in the mid-90s, you're, you're thinking about the prestige of the Stardust, winning that contest, moving on. I would think about if have faced Kenny White next. It, it, that's what's on the line. And you're 27, you're knowing, hey man, everything's set now. Now I hosted that Saturday night or co-hosted, co-hosted that Saturday night Stardust line but that particular game on a Monday night when it was me against Ben Eckstein, I go 5-1-1, one and one, he goes 6-1, and, and the next week, like, two guys go 2-5 and, and and 1-6. and one and, six, and I'm sitting at home and they advance to the finals. Mm-hmm. So it was my, it was just emotionally and everything else my worst beat of all time when it comes to handicapping and betting on sports. I was going to say, what was, how many years ago was that? Uh, I hate to say it, but it was 94-95, so 27-28 okay. years thinking, ago, yeah. and it just sticks in your mind forever. Apparently <laughs> does. Well, <laughs> and then Ben XD has to remind me about it every time I see him. You know,
5: you know I got a few other people uh, telling me about it too every once in a while. No, you you tell that story, and that's one of the reasons I changed the format for this contest because I was there a few times and I saw guys go six and one or five and two, uh, more more often than not five and two, and get knocked out. And then the next week you would go, and a guy would go three and four in advance. Right. And I said, Nah, that, that's just not right. That's uh, not how a contest should be mm-hmm. set up over the course of a season. All right, so this is going to kick off. Uh, next Friday, September 9th, we're going to continue every Friday night through January 6th, 2023. That's 18 weeks right here at the VSEN Studio at the Circus Sportsbook. Okay, the contest plays, five plays each week, college and NFL sides and totals. No props, no team totals, no first-half plays, et cetera. You've got the entire board to work with here. You should be able to come up with five plays, college and NFL sides and totals. There are going to be some line moves you don't like. That happens every week, no matter what contest you're going to be in. Sure. Uh, one of those plays has got to be designated your best bet, and that's going to be used later for uh, tie-breaking purposes. I asked Derek Stevens, uh, I said, look, the Stardust Invitational was 10000 Could you put up 25? Let's make this a bigger contest. Let's make it work. It took him like two seconds to answer. Yeah, I'll do mm-hmm. it. I'll put up 25. So uh, Derek puts up the prize money, 15 for the winner, seven for second place, and three for third place. The winner also receives Derek Stevens' idea a trophy, and a special green jacket that's going to be designed uh, by Circus Scott. And it's obviously not all about competing for the money. It's about the spirit of competition, uh, trying to win a a contest like this with 15 other uh, really strong handicappers in it, and putting on a show. Because uh, let's, let's face it, the listeners, the viewers are going to love this thing. Every Friday night, they hear from 16 guys who know what they're talking about with her five best bets for the weekend.
6: It's it's ego, man. It's competition. Yeah. You know, I was in one a couple of years ago. And we had a couple of boxers in it. Uh, we had uh, Oscar Goodman in it, things like that. And I'm sitting there and I go, man, I got to finish top three out of like 15, 16 guys. It was, uh, I think it was Opportunity Village that had this uh, handicapping contest. That, yeah and ended up finishing first, which I was very happy because I didn't want to lose to a boxer. I didn't want to lose to a UFC guy. I didn't want to lose to Oscar Goodman, you know, Wayne Newton or whoever else was in it. So we were able to win that contest. And and that's the thing about this, man. I, I know you're dropping off. Like if a guy, whoever's in last place at a certain point of the season, I think that's a great move. Drop off that guy and advance the rest. Man, if you're that guy, you're hating life. I don't care what anybody says. And I know all these guys are set. Nobody's got to worry about impressing anybody. But you're hating life if you're sitting in last and you're the first guy cut from this mm. mix.
5: Yeah. It, you know, if you lose to Wayne Newton, you might as well retire. <laughs> 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 anyway. All right. How about the Friday contest elimination rounds? And uh, Derek and I were talking about the right way to, to do this because initially we were talking about after five weeks – uh, knocking down the last place guy. And I said, I don't think, I think five weeks is too short a sample uh, size. So he said, Yeah, okay, let's do one a week starting in week nine. So that's what we hear. At the conclusion of week nine of the NFL schedule, that's the November 4th contest week, the contestant with the lowest point total, the last place guy is going to get cut. The same elimination process continues each week for the following seven weeks through week 16 of the NFL schedule right before Christmas. And uh, that leaves eight of the 16 contestants to uh, battle to the end. And um, we have 14 of the 16 uh, contestants now confirmed. I have two spots left. Two spots and uh, actually have about five guys I'm waiting to hear from. Uh, and so the first two to reply get the spots. Nice. But today we had uh, con- confirming Mark Lawrence, longtime okay, handicapper. Yeah. And I asked Mark Lawrence to be in the contest because he was the last winner of the Stardust Invitational in 2005 wow. before it shut down. Yep. And uh, Steve Fezzik committed to the contest today, Heard too. Heard of him, too. Uh, what's that? <laughs> Heard of him, too. Yeah. Uh,
6: you know, I was going to ask you, are going to put lines on this, some money lines on, you know, who's the favorite, who's, you know, right down the line? I mean.
5: I don't think we're allowed to do that.
6: Well, no, I don't mean for betting purposes, <laughs> but for our own. I mean, oh, And good. I'm not going to dog anybody because I didn't right. get in the contest, so I'm not going to sit here, you know, but I just thought, you know. That might kind of hurt somebody's feelings if they're plus ten thousand. And you I, know, I,
5: I strongly believe that before <laughs> next Friday, somebody's going to put out an odds board on this. Oh, we'll see it that, somewhere. Yeah, it's going to happen. All right, we'll talk more about NFL Week One home dogs and uh, Scott Spritzer's best bets for NFL futures later in the show. Up next on deck is Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. Stay tuned. This is our NFL Preview Show on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Sports Betting Network.
5: Well, football season's here. Betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN. Now's the time to become a VSIN subscriber. Only subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. So you get the college and pro preseason betting guides, best bets on season win totals, and a lot more. Sign up early for a discounted $175 and you receive both guides full VCN access all the way through the Super Bowl or join us for $40 a month and see everything v has to offer to boost your betting game. Go to v slash so subscribe. Matt Eumann's here with Scott Spreitzer tonight in the Circus Sportsbook studio and Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook director, joins us right now. Johnny, you fired up. We're five days away from the NFL season kickoff. Yeah,
7: Maddie, I kind of am. You know, um, the – the college uh, is at full force today. So many games. I mean, you know, when, when, if you go back to spot, we never had this many college football games, but you know, we're booking everything now, any, any game that these teams are playing, we have it up. Plus. So, yeah, Just a bunch of games up there. So uh, I like it more when it's confined and that would be the NFL week where you know we have so many games in the morning, so many in the afternoon, and and of course the, the Thursday night to lead it off, and then the Sunday night and the Monday night. So, um, college just college football is a bear. Just to just stay on top of all this, what's going on?
5: DraftKings on Twitter, follow at DK Sportsbook. All right, Thursday night, Johnny, the Bills at the Rams. Right now, Buffalo a two and a half point favorite. Total of a fifty-two and a half. Bills minus one thirty-five on the money line. That's at DraftKings. What type of action do you expect on this game before kickoff on Thursday? And will you go to three? Do you think you'll go to three at any point?
7: I don't think so. Not with the Rams at home. Not the the defending Super Bowl champs at home. Uh, You know, so. All
0: right,
5: we'll bring Johnny back here in a second. We've got to call him right back. Drop the connection. So Johnny says he doesn't think you're going to go to three. There's always a chance there's a couple books in Vegas, or maybe a couple across the country that yep. will go to three. I think we'll see a couple, Scott, but you're going to have to pull the trigger fast because that three's not going to last long if it does show up. I, I
6: do know, I'm not going to mention any names, but there's a couple of books I on am. my side of, the, of town where it, it could very well go to three, and I expect it to, mm-hmm. At a couple of books. But like Johnny's saying, where he, you know, it's, it's probably where he's at. He's not going to go to three at, at DK. But uh, there are a couple of books out there that I think will get to three.
5: All right, Johnny Avello, back on with us now. Scott, fire your uh, fire your top question at him.
6: Well, I was just you... going to ask about that game on Thursday night. You know, Johnny, how much of that was uh, action? I know there's been a lot of tickets written on Buffalo with all the hype. How much of that do you think was influenced by, you know, the announcement that Matthew Stafford's elbow was a little bit questionable?
7: Yeah, that certainly had something to do with it. Remember now, Scott, these these lines have been up a very long mm. time. Um you know, we're starting to put up stuff much earlier than ever before. Uh, go, we got to go all the way back to April. Um, you know, when we started putting up some of the initial content, and these lines have been up. Uh, you know, a couple of months or two, three months now. Also, as soon as we didn't, we didn't have to know the full schedule. We just kind of needed to know who some of the teams were playing. Uh, so, some of these games have been up a very long time, and there was some movement on this game because of that. Um, but I don't know. I heard you guys talking. I never did leave. I was always on there. I heard you guys saying a couple of places may go to three, and that's possible. Um, but I just, I I could see it going the other way, to be honest with you.
5: Okay. okay.
6: Real quick question right. about another game on Sunday, Johnny, uh, the Ravens and the Jets. What do you make the worth against the spread of Zach Wilson to Flacco? What is this line worth to you between those two quarterbacks?
7: Uh, not a whole lot. A couple of points, you know. Wilson's not, um, he's not in that status where he's worth seven or ten points. Mm. Um, Joe Flacco is an experienced guy. Uh, Obviously, the Ravens kind of knew when to get rid of him because I don't think his play has ever been, uh, you know, what it once was when he was with that team. Just a journeyman now that can get the job done, probably give you a little bit of conservative play. um, So I, I think the Jets are, when you look at the Jets' schedule, the, well, the first seven or eight games are really, really tough. But I think the team's a lot better, and I think they'll have a successful season. Now, what's a successful season for the Jets? I think it's seven wins, I think, is a successful season for the Jets. Maybe six might be. They may spell six success, too. But, um, but you know, the, to, your, to your point, it's, he's worth a few maybe three points. Okay. I, that's about it.
5: Johnny, when you look at that uh, game, Ravens, seven-point favorites at the Jets. You've also got the Colts, eight-point road favorites against the Texans. Uh, you've got some other big favorites, Niners, laying seven at Chicago. The Bengals are six-and-a-half-point home favorites over the Steelers. As a bookmaker, do you expect uh, heavy teaser action, especially on those four favorites?
7: Yeah, probably. But, I, you know, if you've been betting the NFL for a long time, you know week one is – very difficult, and there usually is some, uh, you know, up, uh, quite a few upsets in week one. Mm-hmm. So that's the week you got to be you got to be a little careful with. Matt, I think the teasers are more a play as we get deeper into the season, when you can see who, when you can separate the teams and say, yeah, this team is, you know, a seven eight point favorite. I'm going to tease it down to one, that type of stuff. This first week, these road favorites, I think it's risky to, to play teasers.
5: Yeah, well, Scott and I were talking about 10 home dogs here in NFL Week 1. Can't remember a case of that happening in the past. I mean, that's an absurd number of home dogs here. Uh, Johnny, when you look at the card, which home dogs would you be most inclined to play? If you're a better, which one? You th- which dogs do you think are most dangerous?
7: Uh, probably the, you know, the Texans get more than a touchdown. I think that's probably worth a look. Uh, I don't know the Bears. I wouldn't touch them right now because – uh, you know, not, not too sure about, you know, what that team is going to look like for this year. Uh, the Lions getting four, I think that's probably live. Um, the Arizona, uh, Atlanta, I wouldn't touch them right now. I think they're, they're a the very unknown team, you know, wh- which direction they're going to go. Arizona plus four and a half, their quality team, probably worth a look. um. Cowboys is not enough of a dog. Uh, Seahawks, that's another team that could have a very poor year, so not a team I'd be interested in looking at early, maybe maybe some point down the road. And that's about it right there would be the ones I'd be looking at.
6: I, I think one of my favorite games on the board, Johnny, out of all of them just watching from the standpoint of I can't wait to watch these two go at it. It's the best division in football. It's the Raiders and the Chargers mm-hmm. from Los Angeles. And do you see coming off of that three in either direction from a couple of the bookmakers in Vegas that I've talked to, Johnny, they've been saying that this is probably, you know, the closest betting split. It's maybe a little bit more Charger money than it is Raider money right now.
7: Well, in the Vegas area, that would be, you know, you're going to get a heavy dose of Raider money. Sure. Uh, but across the country, that may not be the case. Uh this is a very tough division, guys. It's probably the best division in the NFL this year. Uh, all four teams are capable of making the playoffs. I think we have a prop up to will all four teams make it? Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but still, I think it's a competitive game anytime any of the teams meet in the in this division.
5: All right, Johnny Avello with us, DraftKings Sportsbook Director, talking NFL week one. Matt Humans and Scott Sprites, all right. How about futures bets at DraftKings? Where are you seeing uh, – what, what teams have been the most popular and uh, what bets do you have the most liability on, Johnny?
7: It's kind of like the, uh, the same as, as in the past, Matt. You know, we've got – certainly have got uh, money on the Buccaneers. Uh, some of that was from uh, back earlier in the year when Tom Brady said he wouldn't be playing and he ended up uh, – you know, and he's going to end up being in the starting lineup. So that's some of that. Um, the Bills have taken quite a bit of money. Uh, Packers are a popular choice, um, and then you know the, the Cowboys and Eagles are a couple of outsiders that have taken some money. Eagles. And by the time this season, mm-hmm. by the time we get to the end of the season, uh, we're going to certainly have about you know three or four teams that we have a big hazard on. Not sure where that's going to lie right now. Probably a couple of the high-priced
5: dogs, I would presume. Eagles got some of my money. How about <laughs> you, Scott? Absolutely, I put uh, it over. I I think that's a
6: team that yeah. is that's going to win the East, the uh, NFC East. So they did get my money. Um, you know, I, I really like what they did because they they really built a lot of talent uh, in the trenches and with skill position players, defense, the whole thing around Hurts. So yeah. it's really up to him now. But you know, I was going to ask you if you've got any liability on the uh, Colts. It seems to be a heavily bet team for the over. I know it was nine, nine and a half, and got up to 10 in a lot of books earlier this summer?
7: A little bit. Uh, one of the teams that we've actually moved the most on, and you guys just mentioned it, was the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Eagles have moved a full uh, half a game and and then up a lot of juice. So uh, that was a team that was picked up on early. And uh, so that I think that's probably one of the teams we have more money on than than others for regular season wins all
5: right we got johnny 15 seconds left if uh, you could bet one team to win the super bowl right now who would it be
7: uh, that's an interesting question uh,
5: <laughs> you've had all summer to I'd think about go. it come on
7: i'd probably you know i'd probably go with the bills i, I bet the bills myself the last couple of years they've been knocking at the door so bills
5: all right, Buffalo Bills for Johnny Avello. Thanks, Johnny. Appreciate the time. Back in a couple minutes here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
1: Zumo Play.
7: This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on Veasan, the
4: Sports Betting Network.
5: Kick off college football with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Join Bet Rivers every Saturday of the college football season for a 20% parlay profit boost of at least three legs. With new promotions and props every day, Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com today. It's a whole new game. BetRivers.com. Back with uh, Scott Spreitzer, Matt Eumanns here in the uh, Circa studio. And, uh, Scott, we're uh, continue our discussion on NFL Week 1 and some futures. We appreciate Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director, a longtime friend for jumping on in the previous segment. He's going with the favorite. Yep. He's taking the Buffalo Bills. That's his uh, pick to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to actually uh, start with uh, win totals for you And uh, we're going to start with some of the worst teams in the league. You're going to pick on the Bears and the (laughs) Seahawks when we're we're talking about your best bets.
6: Absolutely. And the the cool thing was is we haven't talked about over-under wins totals at all this summer. And Then I saw some of yours after I sent you mine, and I know you put them out a while back. And we've got a handful that are falling in line Mm -hmm. uh, as far as the same plays. Yeah, Chicago Bears, and obviously this total uh, has dropped a little bit since I first got it. I got it at like six, and I know it was even six and a half uh, earlier this summer. But uh, played it under. And listen, they play three games against teams with wins totals lower than their own, and two of those games are on the road. So that's the only kind of cushion games you can have. I see right now you can basically, you know, they're looking at six and a half on the screen, but mostly five and a half's out there. But, you know, they open with the Niners, they travel to Green Bay, that looks like going two out of the blocks. They've got a a tough travel schedule. Starting in week four, you play four or five games on the road, the bye week's uh, The bye week comes in week fourteen, Matt. Yeah. Week fourteen. I'm like, by then the season's either decided, it's over, or you've, or you've had a bad season if you're the Bears. Well, for the Bears, it's going to be over. Well, point. yeah, exactly. It's going to be under, <laughs> but it's going to be over. It's, but it's week right, fourteen right. for a bye week. I, I just don't understand that. Young head coach, young GM. I kind of hit on earlier in the show uh, that the Chicago Bears are going to try to coach up Justin Fields a little bit, see if he can make some improvements, which I think he will. And then in this next offseason, they're going to have a bunch of cap space mm-hmm. to build around them. This really is a let's feel things out year for just Justin Fields. And because of that, I, I find it difficult to see this team win more than four
5: games. Uh, I'm with you. That's one of my best bets. I got the Bears under six and a half, and I think I have minus 140 at the time. And that price really got jacked up. And then uh, the six and a half disappeared. Yeah, it did. And, uh, mostly six, and you're going to see some five and a halfs out there in the Bears' win total. All right, Scott, your second best bet, second and third best bet you're playing the Seahawks under six and also under two division wins.
6: Yeah, as far as the Seahawks are concerned, this is the worst team in football. And I get it that the Chicago Bears are pretty bad also. But I'm going to tell you something, Matt, because many years ago, uh, we were over at the Westgate, you and I, and and, and I was hosting the uh, panel that included Geno Smith when he first came in the league. And you were on that panel. And I don't know if it was you that came up with it or somebody else on the panel, but they started calling him Geno Can't Read. And I don't see anything different now as... That wasn't me. That wasn't you. About halfway through his his final season at West Virginia, (laughs) I got a feeling it was. But halfway through his season at West Virginia, when he was getting all that hype, he goes up against Texas Tech. Uh, I can recall this like it was yesterday. Sure. And all of a sudden, they started throwing some pre-snap reads at him. And he couldn't read it. And Bill Snyder was at K-State, and the very next game, he's going, man, he goes, I just saw what Texas Tech did on game film, did the same thing, and the rest of the season was a bit of a nightmare compared to how it started for Gino. And remember, he was a Heisman candidate, almost a lead for the Heisman the first few games of that season. I remember, yeah. He's a calmer dude in the pocket now. He's a calmer guy behind the line of scrimmage. But I still don't trust him, and I'm kind of surprised that he won the job to be Pete Carroll's starting quarterback. And as far as the division is concerned, they have two games each against the Cardinals, the Niners, the Rams. Arizona's wins total is about 8.5, San Francisco around 10, Rams 10.5 10 or so. Uh, the Rams are going to be a contender again. I like the Niners better with Trey Lance replacing Jimmy G. And they were one quarter away from a Super Bowl appearance last year. Arizona made some splashes. They're not going to be great, uh, but much better than Seattle. So I look at that and I'm going, okay, two games each against those three teams. I think this team's going to be over in the division with maybe, best case scenario, one win. So I took them under their total as far as the overall wins this season, I also took him under two mm-hmm. in the division. I don't think they get past one win, if that, in the division.
5: You know, Geno Smith won the job to start the season. He's not going to be the quarterback the entire oh, way no, through no. the season. You know at some point Drew Locke's going to yeah. get the call to be quarterback. A team this bad is not going to play one Sure, that
6: wasn't you with Geno can't read. No, I, no, I was trying no, to give you some credit. No, you no.
5: I would have come up with a better nickname than that. <laughs> 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 All right, let's get to uh, the next one. Uh, The Colts, with Matt Ryan at quarterback, should be much better. Carson Wentz could not get this team over the hump, and he couldn't win big games at the end of last year. Uh, I like the Colts in this division. Scott, I'm with you. Your Colts over 9.5. One of your best bets for win totals.
6: Yeah, the division ain't too tough, obviously, and I bet it over at 9.5, and, and I lit about a buck twenty-five when I did, and it's gone up since then. But ten's uh, okay if you can still find it at 10, which you should be able to, as you can see, mm-hmm. uh, because if they do end up at 10, you get your money back. Uh, but I think they get to 11 wins. And Matt Ryan, you know, as I mentioned earlier, temporary fix for this team at quarterback. By temporary, I don't mean a few weeks. I mean maybe a, a couple of years. But they shored up their cornerback issues when they went out and they got Gilmore. I think that was a great acquisition. Uh, All-pro year-in, year-out was the NFL's Defensive Player of the Year just three years ago. Uh, So this team was one win away from going over last season without a quarterback, basically. They won nine games against a tougher schedule. Five of the eight losses came by one touchdown or less. Uh, They didn't have the quality starter at QB. And Matt Ryan, he's top ten among AFC quarterbacks as far as I'm uh, concerned still at this age. The Mm -hmm. wide receiving core will be better. If you let the books and I always tell people this when I'm looking at over under wins totals, if you let the books do some work for you, you know, you just start to factor that into the equation. And here's an example of that. With a wins total of 10, which is where Indy is right now, they have a higher wins total than 13 of the 17 teams they're playing, uh, according to the books, they have a lower win total than just one team and they have a dead-even total with three other teams on their schedule. That's kind of favorable. Obviously, the division is also. So I have them projected for nine wins before counting games at home against the Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Chargers, road games against Denver, Tennessee, and Minnesota. I need one more win to get to 10, two more against that group to get to 11. Two and four of those teams I just mentioned, those games – Gets me to that eleventh win. I think they get there.
5: Yeah, and you played this over nine and a half too, so you got a better number. And right? I had to
6: lay a price with it, obviously, but yeah, it but did get to hey, ten. Yeah.
5: Uh, sometimes that half win is worth a lot. I'll pay an extra. I'll, I'll pay an extra price to uh, get a, get a half win better on the win total. Sure. A lot of times. Yep. That's one of the rare times I'll do it. Like I, I'd rather bet it, and I bet this uh, with some college win totals instead of playing over seven at minus one ten. I'll lay a price to bet over six and a half. Right. You know, if I got to lay one sixty, I'll lay the one sixty to bet over six and a half. Uh, you bet the Eagles over nine and a half. You know, this Eagles win total over the summer at some spots opened eight and a half, and they yeah. got bet up quickly. Yeah, and
6: I'm I'm on them. I didn't get the early line. I didn't mm-hmm. get that uh, early price. I didn't jump in until nine and a half, kind of slow to the punch there. But the NFC is shallow on elite teams by season's end, I think. And, yeah. you know, the Eagles could be one of the teams vying uh, for that conference championship. They should be extremely strong on both uh, the offensive and defensive lines, so they're solid in the trenches, and Jalen Hurts should have ample protection. Uh, The second part about this when it comes to Jalen Hurts, besides having the ample protection, is that this year he should not have to worry about having to outscore teams because he's got a defense that can actually stand up when they get ahead and hold teams down. They improved in every defensive unit as far as I'm concerned in the offseason. I'm especially a fan of what they did uh, with the front seven on defense. Fairly easy schedule, solid head coach in Sirianni capable of justing on the fly. That's what I like about him during the course of a game. So even at over 9.5, I went ahead and jumped on it. And I think it's i think it's the team that's going to win that that division, which we can talk about later. But I like Philly over the total.
5: I do too. All right. Scott Spreitzer's best bets. Bears and Seahawks under. Colts and Eagles over. All right. Let's get back to week one. We're talking about the home dogs. Ten home dogs in NFL week one. And we were playing uh, play or pass here on the home dogs. And we got through the first six. The seventh on the card. Very intriguing game. Packers and Aaron Rodgers open up at Minnesota Vikings plus one and a half two, uh, right right in that range. Scott, I just got this feeling I, I'm going to end up on the Vikings by the end of really? the week. I, ha- I haven't gotten there yet, but uh, what's your take on the Packers Vikings game?
6: I'm not here yet, but I got a feeling I'm going to lay the point and a half. <laughs> okay, if it's still a point and a half. Uh, I look at this and I still see you know Green Bay with veteran targets. I think you know Devontae Adams numbers relatively speaking, drop off a little bit more than Aaron Rodgers because of that separation of these two great players. But I look at Minnesota last year, and, and I, I got this off of one very trustworthy website that talked about the fact that, you know, the this defense for the Vikings, uh, they faced 1,152 plays last year. That's 31st in the NFL in 2021. That's not my own thing. I'm repeating some stuff that's already out there that folks can Google and find. I don't think they made enough adjustments Uh, to be able to overcome keeping that defense out there a lot. So anyway, Green Bay uh, is a lean for me right now. So no, passing Minnesota as a home dog.
5: (laughs) Right, that's one of the rare games that we might be on the opposite side. Okay, how about the uh, Cardinals? Four-and-a-half-point home dogs to the Chiefs. Play or pass on Arizona? I am going
6: to pass for the simple case that Vance Joseph likes to blitz all day long, and it might not be so easy. Um, Without Chandler Jones, you know, he's in Vegas. Jordan Hicks is a Viking. There's some issues at corner. I think the Chiefs are a little undervalued. I'm not going to say I'm going to play them right here, but I'll pass on that home dog.
5: Yeah, I'm going to pass on this home dog as well. I'll probably end up playing three of these 10 home dogs, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to play the Cardinals. All right, let's take a quick break. We come back next hour. Danielle Alvarez is going to join us from L.A. We're going to get the L.A. report on the Chargers and the Rams. So stay tuned here. Our NFL preview show. Scott Spritzer, Matt Humans back here in a few minutes on v the Sports Betting Network.
1: Zumo Play.